the Internet's premier talk radio station, voiceamerica.com. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Jonas Hudson, and I'm speaking live from the Infinity Festival here in Hollywood, California. And I'm with a uh, special guest, Susan Razor. Um, Susan, I'd love to start off with who you are. Let's okay. go there. That sounds always like a good place to start. Hi, I'm Susan Brazer. I'm the CEO of Lionshare Media. It's a 5G mobile media streaming platform that's going to target millennials and Gen Zs with premium entertainment, and it's all built to optimize converging and emerging media that'll take place in the 2020s. So we're looking forward to launching a new blockchain-enabled platform, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. I'm also the executive director of Global Women in Blockchain and an advisor to the U.S. Blockchain Advocacy Group in Washington, D.C. Wow. All right. So the Infinity Festival, the goal here is to kind of advance story through technology. Right. And you're going to hear about AR, VR, um, and all types of wonderful advancements. But one underlying platform, I think that's going to change, uh, in my opinion, how Hollywood works, how the consumers uh, aggregate content, consume content, et cetera, is the blockchain. Yes, absolutely. So before we get into that, I want to start with you. What, what, when was that moment where blockchain became that bright, shiny star in your eyes and said, I've got to get involved? Actually, it was really around May 2017 that it really came to fruition for me. I fell into what you'd call the rabbit hole for blockchain. It was just in the moment of the frenzy of ICOs and as I was raising capital for Lionshare Media's next round, I thought this was a really modern and uh, disruptive way of raising capital and I considered myself almost the poster child for that. As I am a female over 50, I think that my chances of raising an ICO, given my expertise and the platform that we were building, would be more likely in an ICO. But when I stepped in and saw the current state of how it was working and what the SEC was, you know, yeah. thinking about it. I held off and, and, and then I just got involved very actively in both trading and understanding the current state of the blockchain technology itself. And it's actually an interesting moment because if you pair blockchain to media and entertainment, uh, the, the transformative effects are, are, are across the board there in terms of blockchain has important capabilities to allow people to own their own data, to help self-verify their own profiles instead of, and, and really allow people to opt in and use their, their data where they have authorized it. Um, and I think that that, in terms of some of the bigger issues coming up with Facebook and some of the other bigger social media, is a very topical thing for uh, Hollywood to consider in terms of knowing their audience and as well as giving and empowering their audience to opt in, so to speak, with blockchain. So the advancement of, uh, and this is interesting, women in blockchain. Um, I work personally with Sofia Lopez, who is part of Kaleido, which is part of the Consensus Group. Yes. Uh, Mimi Slavin is an ex-DreamWorks Warner promotions and marketing uh, a per person, and she has actually taken her expertise and applied it to digital collectibles. It's great to see um, 
women flourishing in this business. Yeah. So, so, but your organization that you're involved with, how did you get into that? Well, you know, I met them at an ICO and, and an event, one of the uh, crypto events that was taking place in Las Vegas about two years ago. And I think what's really profound about why women are so attracted to blockchain is because at the essence of blockchain as a technology, it maps to female energy in a sense, about consensus, about democratization, mm -hmm. about trust, about collaboration, about uh, immediacy. And so we embrace that idea. It's, in, you know, it's sort of the fourth industrial level, uh, revolution, but really we miss the boat a little bit on internet in some areas. And I think that there's gonna be a huge demand for uh, women who can code uh, and blockchain opens up an enormous possibility. So through the organization, we have projects and programs to educate people on doing blockchain programming. But as well as it really opens up the door in blockchain for women because there's an essence of all of what we want to transform, right? So we want to make things more secure. We want to make things more known. And I think that every one of the entrepreneurs that are in this global organization that has about 2,500 active entrepreneurs wow. um, and growing. Um, as a matter of fact, one of the initiatives that we're looking to do is to work with Salesforce and do uh, um, the, the actual walk the walk of blockchain and putting the the actual organization and our members on the blockchain so oh, we can self-verify our profiles. Great. Okay. Yeah. I love it. So let's go to Hollywood and you've, your background now moving away from the tech side. The, one of the problems I have noticed, especially with the mass consumer adoption is what's a wallet, what's a token, Bitcoin scary, uh, you know, all the bad yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, so how did you jump in and say, okay, I'm going to apply blockchain to Hollywood, and what's, what are the pitfalls and the advantages to that? Right, so I think that Hollywood faces a number of challenges in reaching, engaging, and monetizing Gen Z and millennial audiences. You know, it's flat growth to the cinema. Um, it doesn't look like it's going to grow any faster. We're seeing the rise of OTT video services so that you can buy a monthly subscription for the cost of a ticket. I think that there's a huge... Uh, uh, competitive ocean of players from the entertainment industry backing a lot of those OTT services with you know people like Apple and Hulu, uh, not people companies like <laughs> Apple and Google. But the, the the challenge of all of that is that the margins are not really uh, great. And when you see around this room mm -hmm. all the talent that's going into more immersive, visually interesting experiences. Um, that are place-based, that are real-time data, that map to the real world. We're looking at, with Lionshare, the next, or leapfrogging the OTT video stream uh, of services like a, and moving into more immersive media. Mm -hmm. And that means a more connected, visually uh, rich experience using AR, VR, interactive video, live streams, multi-angle viewing, 360s. So we want to empower the premium content creators, all the studios and the people here that have moved forward into interactive with a distribution platform that end-to-end -end uses blockchain in different ways and generates uh, monetization for them as a direct-to-consumer platform. So in the mobile space, uh, technology has always kind of been a little bit ahead yeah. of the end user, yes. right? Um, but with the advent of 5G, yeah. right, based on our doorstep, you're going to transform everything. Right. You're yeah. going to see all this fall into place. So how, so how are you engaging in that? Right. So Lionshare is actually embracing and trying to make it simple for premium content creators. We're building out a new distribution platform that allows uh, for 
the convergence of 5G, the higher speeds, the lower latency, the, you know, the, the fatter bandwidth so mm -hmm. that the throughput moves very quickly to different phones and smartphones. And there'll be a whole new generation of phones that can carry these kind of services. Yeah. All the telecom operators all over the world will be looking to, to show off these new services and phones with these new types of experiences. So I think there's going to be a, a gathering. But what's challenging about that is the distribution capability. Right. So we're building almost a smarter container using Web 3.0, which is enabled by the new internet. So it's more spatial, it's more transactional, it's more integrating with real-time data and sensors. So we're going to build the, the kind of future applications, and we're going to enable that and partner with bigger studios and open the door for monetization for all the interactive cap services. So explain Web 3.0, because when I go to a geek blockchain conference, <laughs> everyone talks in like yeah. words that shouldn't make sense to most. Uh, you know what? We're in Hollywood now, so yeah. what does that mean to you? You know what? Here's the simplest way to think about Web 3.0, um, in a sense. Um, you can build, today we're moving through app ecosystem where you're downloading na native apps through the app stores, iOS and, and, and Google. Um, what's going to be happening in the future is the first and easiest thing to say is that web apps will be able to have the same rich experience using cloud and edge services, but you're going to be clicking on a link as opposed to having to download an app. So you could actually, it'll have much more cost-effective marketing. It'll be much more accessible. So that's an easy thing to yep. say, like Perfect. how are you going to get it? The other thing that you should know is because those web apps are not sitting in the ecosystem on an Android or um, the Apple Store, that 30% for microtransactions does now not translate back to their banks, but it, it stays within the whole of the uh, content creators. Plus the time it takes to get an app approved. Correct. All that is gone. And so all, also some of the rules in different markets, you'll be able to have with a spatial, uh, you'll have much more interaction in terms of, you know, AR and VR, mm -hmm. right? For, you know, those apps, you know, when you download an app, it's like a single experience. The notion of creating a web app in our case, it's a progressive experience, just like games have. You progress up. Mm -hmm. In this case, we're doing it for premium content. So reimagine the DVD experience. The Blu-ray kind of folded, and now we're into what would be a movie and a film experience in a web app, in a 5G-enabled web app, um, that uses AI to curate content based on who you are, where you are, when you're watching it. And, and so all those triggers, so it's a mashup of all these emerging technologies that will come together to build out these new ecosystem and distribution is essential to that for, for the Hollywood scene. So who, who's going to own distribution? Now, we're ah. getting a little off topic here, but I want to know okay. from your perspective, we've always had uh, these walled gardens of distribution. Yes. If it's a video game, if it was a movie theater, if it's Netflix, which is about to explode into multiple OTTs, like in this Web 3.0 environment. I love the question because I'm really behind the idea of democratization, and that's where the blockchain philosophy comes in. In a Web 3.0 em environment, you could have your own app, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm having, I'm an artist, I'm Jay-Z, I'm going to have my own connected, direct-to-consumer experience. That app is empowered by our system, but it's his app, mm -hmm. and he puts his content in, and we provide support for the monetization so it you know the in-app advertising the commerce transactions the ability to do intelligent offering engines so all of that is empowered by a, a sort of a behind the scenes platform but everyone can own their own direct connection that's the view so like where quibi is going to be a mobile first 
a media distribution, they're a subscription service. Ours is a, like using the games model of a free-to-play web app where you can then just charge people for different um, services and the content creator gets the lion's share of the money. So what's your rollout strategy? I don't have to, maybe not perfectly, but wh where do you see yourself six months from now, a year from now? Great, so we're doing some big partnerships. We're looking into a partnership uh, with a major technology development partner. Um, we're rebooting this because of the, you know we built this as a SaaS-based platform in 2014, and for two years we built out a native publishing platform, mm -hmm. and in recognition of not only blockchain, but all the other technologies that are going to make a 2020s platform, we're targeting our partners to be 5G, like the telecom operators, the handset partners, and building out new entertainment services. We're also raising a digital media fund uh, using digital securities to co-finance all those moves. So a lot of what Hollywood is resistant to when it comes to innovation and new distribution is that they want to they want to be financed and encouraged to do it. Mm -hmm. So Lionshare is also raising a $300 million digital media fund to support uh, the content creator community in building out these new web apps and we'll share in the revenue on the back end. And are you going to use user gen services at all or is it purely premium? My, Lionshare is focused on premium content and, um, and luxury products, but not user generated. Okay. There's plenty of services out there that are doing that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, so I guess... We'll probably wrap this up here in a minute, but uh, where do you, what are you gonna what do you see the Infinity Festival delivering for not just yourself but for your own personal knowledge as a you know growth and, and whatnot? Well, you know what I love the idea of Hollywood 3.0 for the Web 3.0 and 5G, and I think that this community is going to be the heart and soul of creating content for that group. And I think it's a, what's warm about this for me is I'm originally from Silicon Valley in terms of my work. I started at Apple in the 80s. And I love the idea of the 2020s being this absolutely uh, conversion of, of talent um, and merge of talent from Silicon Valley, the tech community, and finally seeing it flourish in terms of telling stories. Well, it's funny, like the dream... The dream of like Silicon Valley that I've seen is they've been trying for, from day one to get into Hollywood. It's now switched. <laughs> I think they kind of own Hollywood. I think it's great to like <laughs> kind of keep the whole corridor open and let the creative juices flow. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> well, right, um, Susan, thank you so thank much. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the next couple days here at the event and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the product. Yes, and I'm excited about it. You know, if you've got any questions, please find us. Uh, Susan, how do they find you? Um, Susan at lionsharemedia.com, and I'm on social all over the place, and look forward to uh, uh, connecting. Great. Well, thank you from the Infinity Film Festival, and we will see you soon. <laughs>